part one yesterday was great. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy part two. That's really good, guys. I that that piece that you pointed on is like communication, man. Like we're we've said it before so many times, but like I think more than anything else, we try to process through that piece more in our marriage than anything else because I think we get to the point sometimes where like it just so. Uh, yeah, this 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 will be really good because I'm working through this right now. My big thing for this year is brevity. I'm trying to speak less. Now, having a podcast that was a bad idea <laughs> to try to <laughs> to try to be able to speak less. But like, I really am trying to practice the idea of like being more brief mm. in the words that I say, mm. um, because in the margin of that, there's a lot to be heard. Mm. And I don't do a great job of doing that at home. And that's something that I process through and have been processing mm-hmm. with McKenna. Um, but I think ultimately that communication piece, like you're saying, is so important that we talk mm-hmm. out our issues, that we yeah. talk out those like the particularities of what it is that we're going mm-hmm. through, um, you know, whatever we're feeling, whenever mm-hmm. we're feeling like that's a really good word for you to say, OK, I'm going to go out. I'm going to write these things down. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how I feel. And I'm a little upset. <laughs> And it's gonna be better from you hearing it from this letter yeah. than it will be coming out of my mouth, mm-hmm. you know. And I that's a that's a that's your form of communication. And I think to any extent we we have to find what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best way? Like I over communicate, I overshare with my words. I would say I I under communicate <clears throat> just because I'm afraid of of saying the wrong thing mm-hmm. or um, you know stepping on his toes. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like creating mm-hmm. conflict. Um, and uh, but at the same time, I feel I'm a really deep filler, mm-hmm. and I, I process things slowly, mm-hmm. and and so it just creates for uh, mm-hmm. you know some some difficult conversations sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like I've been holding on to this thing mm-hmm. that I really should have expressed to you a while back. Um, yes. But I think that's actually a great a great point to to write letters. Um, I think that that would actually help me a lot when it comes to, okay, I feel something's heavy on my heart today mm-hmm. and I don't exactly know how to get to, how to get it out other than just to put it on paper. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that, that's going to actually really help. Yeah. Get ready for your letters, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, on. here we go. <laughs> we take yeah. writing lessons. Every, wa- every once in a while, <laughs> I'm just like, I walk in, I'm like, oh gosh. I just see it sitting there. It's nicely folded. It's got a little scent mm-hmm. on it. She didn't spray it. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> Try to, try to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it gives uh, that person a time to steal away mm-hmm. and really take into consideration mm-hmm. the heart behind the yeah. letter, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that as you're writing it, I try to write in love and not out of maliciousness mm-hmm. or, you know, anger or anything like that. And it's not always my first go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm writing, it's because... It's my last mm-hmm. um, option for me. Yeah. But another tool that we got under our belt, and that was to listen to each other's hearts, mm-hmm. um, equal trades. And we had talked about this before, like several months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if you remember or not. Um, just fighting for each other's per- perspective. Yeah. So even like with the couch yeah. thing, it was like one person wanted a, a gently used couch, but then someone <laughs> else wanted a brand new. Uh-huh. And so fighting for the other person's perspective on, on why they want things the way that they do Mm -hmm. and it kind of removes you out of the situation and 
try to look at it from mm-hmm. from their yeah perspective i so. think too it, that really forces you to die to yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it really does That's because good. that was what you brought up that point was <laughs> when Kristoff and i were engaged um we were looking for a couch and in my head i'm like save every last dollar we can and so i'm looking at you know craigslist or facebook marketplace and he's like I don't want somebody's, you know, peed on couch. <laughs> peed on, sexed up couch. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I didn't want and, uh, anybody's couch. I think that was our first, like, point for us. It was like, yeah. wait a second, we don't agree on that, something? That was, I think that really was the first, like, pinch point for uh-huh. us. Like, the, the first time where we're like, oh, okay, like, this might, marriage might not be... Hold on, hold on. Like, yeah. got, a, got a little bit of a taste. Just a couch is it was, doing this? It was an art. It was like a on stand. Like, we had to bring it to y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. yeah. like, y- y'all were, and, and that was kind of, that developed something in me because I was saying, I was like, you don't believe it until Mama Dude said it. Oh, Mama wow. Dude, Mama Dude said it. I was like, but she told you. She was like, he, I, you know, it's that level of compromise as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it's communicating our wants, uh-huh. but it's that level of compromise and saying, okay, hey, I'm not saying I need all 100% brand new furniture. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. saying I don't want somebody's, like, you know, pee couch. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or somebody's <laughs> so sex couch. Right. Like, oh, I don't, my gosh. I just want a, a nice, clean couch for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and for me to, you that know, you can create memories. memories. I can yes. create my own memories. Right. I was say, it's funny, too, how, you know, how insignificant a lot of the disagreements mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look back, it's like, it can be seem so big, and then you realize like we were talking about where we going to eat for dinner, uh-huh. you know, and and you mad because you know I wanted to eat out and didn't feel like cooking, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, but a lot of times it could be other things mm-hmm. that kind of built up to that the stupid conversation, but wow, it might yeah. be some other things you know yeah. that happened prior yeah. to that. But yeah, a lot of times it's pretty insignificant when you look back on like why yeah. were we even arguing? Or, yeah. I don't even know why we were kind of mad at each so other. That's so good, mm-hmm. man. I I completely agree with that. I think something that um. You know, we we processed a little bit kind of in the last episode, but like something I really want to get into is like how the way in which you were conditioned throughout the whole of your life speaks a lot to how you react in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Your conditioning is very much tied to your response. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's there's this theory present where. You know, a stimulus—it's like natural. I think it's Pavlov, but like it's this natural theory that says stimulus leads to a response, right? So whatever happens to you, mm-hmm. there has to be a response. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this kind of new way of thinking that we have to adopt once we become believers, where it's like stimulus does not lead to a response. Mm-hmm. Stimulus leads to, you know, Christ mm-hmm. that kind of stands in the gap for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm that will have to cause like mm-hmm. later on like we'll ha- that will change our response basically yeah. Yeah. Um, it to be a more of a healthier response or a response that is literally contrary to what we want to do in our own flesh but we talk about how condition you've been we've been conditioned that way mm-hmm. these these different um, environmental factors mm-hmm. um, of, of conditioning um, that have happened and like a lot of that is upbringing mm-hmm. and so like I I think for me, that's played a huge part mm-hmm. in me and Curly, my marriage. Like, but like how I'm just curious, like with the two of you, this is something I don't think we, you know, we talked about this a little mama dudes on your end, but I don't think I've, we've really gotten in this conversation. Like okay. how, how much did your upbringing play a piece in like you realizing like, Oh, I'm, I just did that. Like my mom, like, or I just did that. Like my dad, like, yeah. yeah. You mean to go first? Sure. Okay. So, um, I came from a divorced home. And mm-hmm. so the first marriage that I saw 
was my mom and dad's. Mm -hmm. Um, They got a divorce at 1978, so I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, they did not tell me. They sent me to my grandparents' house during Mm -hmm. the summer, and when I came home, all of my my dad's things were moved out of the house. But the time that they were together there, my mother stayed in the room with me. I had bunk beds. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that this was marriage, that my father stayed in his bedroom, Mm -hmm. but my mother slept in the bedroom with me, and they were constantly always arguing, cussing, fighting. Like I felt so embarrassed when I would go outside and play and you could hear them literally from the street while I'm playing oh, with my wow. friends. And so for the longest, I didn't want to get married. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I, I had no desire to get mm-hmm. married. And it wasn't until I came to know Christ. And then our pastors who were, you know, very healthy, spiritual, mm-hmm. I happened to see what, wow, this is what marriage looks like. Yeah. And wow. so I could not focus anymore on what I saw with my mom and dad, mm-hmm. but Christ had to renew, you know, my mm-hmm. mind daily, and I realized, oh wow, there really are healthy marriages mm-hmm. out here. Now I see what it means for a man to love his wife like Christ loves the church, wow. and so mm-hmm. I couldn't no longer use, you know, my my parents' um, example yeah. as, you know, doctrine for what mm-hmm. a healthy marriage is. Yeah. So that that was a change, a different response mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about you? Yeah, well, me, um, I, I grew up in a two-family home, so, um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I was used to seeing, you know, my parents, they, they, for the most part, got along, you know, pretty well um, to this day. Um, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of laughter in my household, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I got to see things like my, like my dad would cook and my mom cook, so mm-hmm. we, we kind of carry that on, like we both cook, you wow. know, so just different things that... Um, but, you know, my dad was always there. I mean, it was probably a, a season where he was in school and working where, like, probably the first seven years, but I don't remember seeing him too much because he was, like, working third shift and things wow. like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they seem to have a, a pretty healthy marriage. And um, wow. so I, I feel like I had a, a pretty good example mm-hmm. of of, uh, of marriage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I never had any, like, weird or Ill, Ill thoughts about, about it before because, yeah. I, you know, what I saw was right. seemed yeah. to be pretty happy and they're still together. So. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And then how would you say, like, do you feel like any of that carried on, over into the way that you now are a husband? Uh, I believe so. And sometimes, you know, you don't realize it. Uh-huh. Like, the older I get, the more, like, I'll find myself doing, like, oh, my goodness, I'm, like, I'm my dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but um, just... Um, trying to think of more specific things. Um, uh, well, I guess, like I said, the thing about you know, cooking, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a friendship right. there. Yeah. Um, you know, they actually enjoy being around. You know, mm-hmm. you see hear so many couples where it's yeah. like, you know, they'll say, "Oh yeah, my wife's my my friend," but it's like they can't wait to get away from them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to hang out with the guys. You uh-huh. know, and uh, you know. My mom and dad, they, they road dogs. And like mm-hmm. me and her, you know, we, we, we travel together. I don't, I don't need to have a guy's vacation. or yeah. I mean, you know, we give ourselves space. Mm-hmm. But, um, and we have, you know, our own lives, you know, <laughs> yeah. outside of just each other. But at the same time, it's like we enjoy being with each other. And, wow. and there's a lot of laughter in our household. And I, I think that's that. just king. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it just helps us do. Because, you know, it's not always been roses and... <laughs> Thorns, no. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, like a lot of our, lot, like we may not have had a lot of arguments yeah. in, in, in the past, but you know, financially, you know, 
just yeah. living life. You know, we've gone through some some major ups and downs, mm -hmm. and and a lot of that would have destroyed um, families. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. and you know, she hasn't left me yet. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's like so it's kind of. I'm, I'm just thankful that we do have that kind of friendship yeah. and that she's she's definitely a ride or die mm -hmm. chick. I mean, because being married to, a, especially a, a, a musician, mm -hmm. a creative person, you know, a lot of times in those aspirations, it's not necessarily, um, you know, lucrative at, at certain points in life. And, you know, and also just the time mm -hmm. put into, you know, your passions and stuff. Right. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead of anything, but you know oh, yeah. they can you know feel neglected. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, Pastor Chris talked about like you know just being in ministry and and you know you can put that on anything mm -hmm. whether it's your job, career, and um, a lot of times yeah, I was, we're laughing because uh, you know it wasn't funny in the letter, but it, we were laughing <laughs> because um, you know she felt like she was a mistress to my music, mm -hmm. and you know and I you know. Like I said, a lot of times you're thinking, oh, it's all good, you know, mm -hmm. you know, this is just what I do, you know. Right. But, you know, I realize certain things and, you know, because the memory is impeccable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang, I should remember that, you know. Yeah, she's like, remember, remember, when you, remember when you bought that keyboard instead of buying me roses? And, you know, mm -hmm. like, so it's like different things that, um, <laughs> you know, that I realized, you know, I read it, I'm like, dang, you know, my intention was never to make her feel less than or mm -hmm. like that was more important to her. But, yeah. You know, sometimes you can just get caught up in your, like I said, you're, you, when you're married, it's two selfish people coming together. Right. And, yeah. and the whole time is, is like dying to self, like yeah. you said. And um, I think that's why, like, Jesus is just such an ultimate representation. Right. You mentioned that too in a uh -huh. previous episode. And, uh, you know, because you're constantly dying to self. And, yeah. and it doesn't, like, end. Like, 20 years in, I'm still okay. Wow. I, I got some growing to do. It's, yeah. it's some areas where I had to work in, and, and just even getting closer mm -hmm. in my relationship with God. Because the the stronger that gets, mm -hmm. the more balance that can bring to yeah. to our relationship. Mm -hmm. So you know, just purging yourself of all yeah. these things that you know that you've been holding on to or carrying yeah. for years, and yeah, you know. Wow, and that's actually a question that we were wanting to kind of hit on, which was how has how has music business your passion for that affected your family but i feel like you i feel like you answered that really well with what you just yeah. said but if you have anything else to add to that yeah pretty much it, it ruined yeah. it no, I'm still, no. <laughs> that ruined no 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 the music ruined my life no still, no 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 it's been a blessing and, and like i said and a curse because it's, it's just like it's about bringing balance and making yeah. sure that you know as a, as a man especially that your endeavors do not you know because we'll say well i'm doing this for my family mm -hmm. you know you got the guy who's making a lot of money working mm -hmm. a job but the, he's never there for the kids and never there yeah. for the wife and he's like but you're doing it for the family mm -hmm. but they're much rather remember wow. you came to the baseball yeah. game or you know right. the ballet or whatever right. and, uh, yeah. and so you know I'm just kind of learning to make sure that I'm not prioritizing that yeah. that that I will put this down if I have to yeah. you know yeah. for her and that's saying a lot because yeah. if if there was a mistress music probably would be it you know <laughs> yeah. and um but so I can understand how she could feel that way and she's probably seeing that even in our son because mm -hmm. he's very passionate about yeah. it and it's like she has to kind of tell him like yo man hang out with one of your buddies call somebody get right. out of the house you know <laughs> yeah. because you can get in your own little world right. your own little cocoon right. mm -hmm. so yeah it's it definitely can um has isolated me in some ways mm -hmm. you know and um kind of certain levels of neglect that I didn't, yeah. it wasn't obvious. I'm like, right. I'm here. You right. know? I'm not out in the clubs, <laughs> in the bar somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, so I'm doing her a favor. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, but, but, you know, you're not present with mm -hmm. them. And then certain choices and decisions I made, you know, for 
business or whatever yeah. did, didn't include her because mm-hmm. finding out what you know how mm-hmm. she grew up you know she comes home and realizes her her my dad's not there anymore mm-hmm. and nobody even wow. told her how to talk like hey this was going on Gosh. so mm-hmm. I realized that she has she has issues with not being included yeah you know and I was doing that in so many ways mm-hmm. you know making certain decisions and certain financial things or whatever and not being included and you know I, I come to find out sometimes it's like I don't want to ask her because you know sometimes with your parents I don't ask her she might say no you know <laughs> yeah. so, but you know when I find, when I sit down and talk with Kim in most cases if if I'm not coming from something crazy you know mm-hmm. she will work with me she will do whatever she has to do to make it happen yeah and wow. um and but for some reason I would feel like I w- it wasn't safe like mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna go and do it and then mm-hmm. I'll deal with it later you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. Later. but it's like um <laughs> I don't want any more of them letters, man. Unless it's a love letter, you know what I'm saying? The letters are scary. Yeah, I, I want it to be, you know, like, hey, baby, you're just awesome, and you're, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like shit. And she, she did right. It was written in love, mm-hmm. but it was written in truth. Yeah. And um, you know, I didn't necessarily have to agree with everything mm-hmm. was saying a letter, but that's what she was feeling, right. and that was that was the reality. And but for whatever, I take responsibility of. Okay, she's feeling that way, mm-hmm. and it's things that I'm doing is making her feel that, yeah. hey, I may not be as valuable to yeah. you. I mean, I think you'd rather be uh, making music than be. Mm-hmm. And she's not like a needy, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not with me enough time. It's mm-hmm. not bad at all. But yeah. I, I, I can, I see how she felt mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I was putting that before her in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow, I, I think that brings me to to such an interesting point because I, I do want to explore. You know, obviously, like you guys have fleshed this out, so there's not not really more there to go. But like, I do want to explore just like the idea of you know something you said, just like something you see, just kind of in you know in your son, like that that mm-hmm. that idea as well. You know, you guys are so gifted. Like, there's there's few families that I know that come together like you guys do, mm-hmm. and do the thing right. like you yeah. like you do it well. Like y'all are. Um, it, what I'm referring to, guys, is that like you know. Um, mom, mom and pop dudes, uh, Kim and Ellis here, and, and and their son, like they are a music, they're a family of it's like incredible. talented musicians, producers. Like they they understand the game, they understand you know the the strategy behind it. Like like Mama dudes is you know is a is momager extraordinaire. Like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but like not not overbearing. Like you hear those stories, you know what I'm saying, of people yeah. in the industry, um, or I have friends that you know have gone through the industry at mm-hmm. a young age and had their moms as their manager and it's like this overbearing like oh but like it's so cool i see aaron go to you for insight Mm -hmm. it has it has questions like hey what do you think about this mom how do you feel like i can move here and and that's so rare Mm -hmm. um so just i mean kind of on a on a lighter note man just I, i would love to hear more about um just how that works for you guys. How do you guys navigate those waters with, you know, having such a talented family? Like, how do you, does it, does it make it easier that it's a family business, quote unquote? Mm-hmm. Um, does it make it all easier or is that something that brings a little bit more attention? Um, for me, I think it's been easier um, because it keeps me involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially once again with the finances being my background, you know, I that's never my intent to take my son's money or anything like that. So I want him to feel like he can trust me. I know mm-hmm. a lot of times with family, that's not always the case, mm-hmm. but I want him to be able to to know his money 
and I want him to know his money more than I know his money. Mm-hmm. And if for whatever reason, if he ever decides, hey, mom, we need to separate, go separate ways, I'm going to get me a, a manager outside of us, mm-hmm. then I'm okay with that. But I want him to be able to know his money and mm-hmm. know that, you know, my intent was to make sure that he knows about his publishing. He knows about mm-hmm. his points. He knows about, you know, just percentages and, and, and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I think it keeps us together. Mm-hmm. Also, we start traveling more you know that way I don't feel like I'm at home stuck with taking care of the house and upkeeping while you're all out you Uh know seeing the world so I think that brings a unique element to it I just think also just having that balance and making sure that crisis center Mm -hmm. you know is is key but I I don't have any negative things yeah I don't either I mean you know, we don't have to. We don't do a Joe Jackson, you know, <laughs> type approach to anything either. I mean, it's just. Damn. I think. It's, yeah, I think it's really. Um, you know, it's definitely like a family unit, and I think the one thing that we we do is to try to make Aaron feel or let him know that what he has to say is important. Mm. So you know, a lot of times it's like, be quiet, kid. You know, the mm. grown ups are talking, but you know. That that kid is so wise. I mean, I mean, sometimes we'll be talking to him like, "Dang, that was like that's a message right there. That'll preach, you know." Yeah. And you know, I get so much wisdom from just him and mm-hmm. me being, you know, older, you know, um, and him doing production and things too. It, it helps me keeps me. He keeps me in a loop. Like, hey, mm-hmm. pops, you know yeah. that that ain't happening, you know, or, <laughs> or that this is what they're doing now, or maybe you should try this. And I mean, he's gotten his skills to the point to where it's like we can collaborate. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I can bring him in and. Yeah. He can produce with me and, wow. and do things. So, I mean, and it's still in its infancy, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's so advanced and yeah. so much further advanced than, than I was. I mean, um, I was roughly around his age when I was doing production and I, I was young for, for doing that kind of stuff. But I had like older mentors that I learned from mm. and um, and he grew up around it. So mm-hmm. but um, he has like uh, 10 times what I have talent wise. I mean, wow. would I have to work extra hard to do? he'll get kind of frustrating sometimes, but <laughs> he's, he's my seed, so I'm proud, you know right. what I'm saying? But it's like, wow, how do you get so good? How are you, like you were saying, I mean, he's, mm. just, he's just an amazing kid and um, yeah. uh, it's almost irritating how he can just do things. You know, it's like, okay, I was a dancer. He could kill me in dancing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say he can kill me as a producer yet. But anyway, hey. but, no, <laughs> but he can. Talk it. I mean, he, he's dope. I mean, he's just like, just naturally gifted. I mean, God has just given them a double portion. And, and that's actually what I prayed for. I mean, wow. I think any healthy parent wants their kids to do better than them and, yeah. and be better than them. And um, even as a um, as a young man of God, I mean, it's just so inspiring seeing mm-hmm. him. Because, you know, I can imagine just being in high school and just being his age, the stuff that they deal with now, mm-hmm. way, way more than we had to. Yeah. I mean, they're just being impacted by so much stuff with, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. social media and just the the moral decline in society nowadays right. yeah. and, uh, yeah. and he's been standing strong and just um you know honoring his faith and you know being an example mm-hmm. and um you know i i, I admire him man and yeah. just, so i'm just i'm, I'm excited to mm-hmm. see where he's going and just to be a part of it you know saying so i'm sure there'll come a time where he's gonna be like all right uh i'm on my own i'm doing my thing <laughs> you know but um yeah he's just amazing and uh, i think as a family business that we can really build something that wow. um that it'd be great, you know, and that's the thing with me was um, not looking at it from that. It was, it was kind of like, okay, I'm doing this, you yeah. know, I'm gonna make this happen. Not realizing that when I check, look back in history, whenever I brought Kim into the loop, mm-hmm. even you know, even just for support or whatever, just getting her ideas and, and stuff like that, it excels. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for years I've been stifling, you know, what God has been trying to do yeah. because. Um, you know, if you in the Bible, you know, always hear um, when you hear wisdom, they always refer to it as her. 
Mm-hmm. And and so when I hear her voice, I always feel like I'm hearing the voice of God a lot of times. It's like, wow, man. And I feel know, like that too. Right. And you know, but sometimes you don't want to hear God. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you're like, man, I'm not trying to hear what, you, what you're trying to say because I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> you know, wow. and I might not feel like I want to. And that's where that challenge comes from or, you know, where she can call me out on something like, yeah, you said you're going to do this, but I don't see right. you doing that, dude. You yeah. know, you watch Netflix. Yeah. You know, so, and I may mean, be like, hey, I got this, but you know, I know I shouldn't be watching Netflix right now. I should be yeah. doing, you know, watch yeah. it after you do right. what you said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that'd be your reward. But, um, yeah, I mean, man, that's so good. She's my partner, man. The crime <laughs> and, uh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I definitely want to just, you know, just want to shout it out just in case we didn't say it. They're talking about their son, Aaron Dews. That's for Fisher if you ain't heard the album. Um, AKA, <laughs> AKA Dick Grayson, AKA Nightwing, AKA, AKA Freshman Class uh, 2019 Rapzilla, oh, AKA, <laughs> AKA The Champ, AKA The Boy. Um, <laughs> you know what's crazy though, too? I feel like a lot of really creative kids have been raised homeschooled, like to give all this extra time that mm-hmm. they have to mm-hmm. their craft and their mm-hmm. art. But what's amazing about Aaron is that he's just, he's gone the course of being in public school and, mm-hmm. and, and doing that mm-hmm. just like every other kid. Yeah. But at the same time, he's he's carving away all this time for mm-hmm. uh, what he's mm-hmm. really passionate about mm-hmm. yes. and just killing it. And that's amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, when I was in high school, I felt like mm-hmm. I didn't have time for anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, and even though he, even though most of his, you know, school career he has been in a regular school, but he was homeschooled for maybe the first mm-hmm. two or three years. Oh, was he? Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I mean, he was a baby, but but even then, he started showing yeah. uh, talent and yeah. abilities and mm-hmm. with rhythm mm-hmm. and things like that. It was wow. like, this kid's crazy. Yeah, you you know you know he's gonna yeah. be incredible when it yeah. starts that young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool. Well. Um, if you guys are like comfortable with talking about this, I just would love to ask you about. Um, did you say his name was Jordan? Your, yes. Your first oh, son. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just what that's been like in the dynamic of your family, because that's that's such a huge aspect of that. Yes. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, oldest son Jordan is mm-hmm. twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. He is happily married. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a daughter in law. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like there was a spiritual difference mm-hmm. in having a child out of wedlock yeah. versus having a child with my husband. Mm-hmm. It just had a, a lust versus love thing. Mm-hmm. For me, my prayers for my oldest son are different wow. than the prayers for, for Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was not uh, easy a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, raising Jordan yeah. as a single mom. Um, His father, biological father, was not really there in his life, Mm -hmm. still isn't. And so that caused identity issues with him Mm -hmm. growing up. Um, We had been together, you know, for 10 years, Mm -hmm. just Mama and and Jordan. Wow. I kept him involved in sports and extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Ellis. Mm -hmm. So everything was cool because Ellis and I were friends, Mm -hmm. even outside of our courtship. Mm -hmm. But when it came down to the seriousness of us getting yeah. married then Jordan started to act out mm-hmm. so it was wow. cool as we were friends yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he really didn't have like the official approval of mm-hmm. of Ellis mm-hmm. and so 
we got married and we moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So that was also a change for him as well. So he's got this new father, mm-hmm. his biological father, who's not really in his life. And yeah. now he's in this new state. And mind you, our first, our first year of marriage, I was taking birth control pills and got pregnant. <laughs> six How months six months into the marriage wow. now I'm pregnant also we had someone who was evicted from their home that we really didn't know and we took them in as well wow, wow. so now Jordan oh, is dealing with new stepdad a potential sibling now right another person staying in the house mm-hmm. a new state new school and everything mm-hmm. so once again the acting out just yeah increased mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then me as a mother, I don't think that I did the best job with prepping him and including him. Because, you know, once you have that baby, all eyes are on the baby. Everybody Mm. wants to hold the baby. Everybody wants to keep the baby. The baby's the center of the attention. When Mm -hmm. you go out in public, people that don't talk to you, you know, are talking to you Mm -hmm. because of the baby. Mm -hmm. And so he felt some type of way. Um, He felt some type of way. Mm -hmm. And so... He also got involved with hanging with the wrong peers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was jealousy that that um, ciphered in mm-hmm. as well. And also, uh, what would I say? And so also that was the cue for me to, to go home and homeschool because I felt like maybe he wasn't getting the attention that he needed. Mm-hmm. And so we took a financial a turn, stayed home, sacrificed, and I homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, it still was a decline there. Mm-hmm. Got involved with young ladies, awaken mm-hmm. love too mm-hmm. early, too prematurely, and mm-hmm. then we move again. So now we're moving from Nashville wow. to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, at that time, they really didn't have like a lot of homeschool scholarships mm-hmm. because once again, I put him in football. So he had been running back for several years now, very good with running back, but I decided to put him back into public school so that he could be seen by scouts because mm-hmm. they really didn't have like homeschool, mm-hmm. you know, opportunities right. for that. Um, still declining, mm-hmm. went to a strong, healthy uh, church there and it just got to the, to the place. He got, got involved in some addictions, mm-hmm. which was affecting the home. Yeah. You know, Aaron is, maybe four years old now Mm -hmm. and so we just came to the crossroads where we had to say you know either um just being very disrespectful and Mm -hmm. disobedient either you're gonna have to do a 180 change you know we don't Mm -hmm. ask a lot of you here you know you have basic chores Mm -hmm. go to school you know go to church mind be a a citizen Mm -hmm. you know or you're gonna have to find another place to stay Mm -hmm. And so he called family members that he had not really even been been in relationship with to come and um, wow. rescue him. So he moved back to Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where we're originally from. Mm-hmm. And how they say how like the grass is green on the other side, so all hell broke loose. Every dream that he wanted, he got everything that he wanted. So. Uh, he reconnected with his father, and I think he thought at that moment that he would find his identity yeah. in his father, and mm-hmm. his father didn't come through the way wow. that he thought that mm-hmm. he would. They were more like roommates. Wow. So all of the addictions that Aaron had, they were emphasized because he saw the addictions in his father. Mm-hmm. He saw he saw a lot. Um, and so, but I think that there was pride. He, he struggled with a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I think that there was a pride in him that he felt like he couldn't call to say, hey, mom, dad, I want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized. And mm-hmm. so, but 
the good side of it is it wasn't logical for someone to leave a faith-based home to go and live with someone who is not a believer. It wasn't logical to do that. But God in his mighty hand and prayer, this man, Jordan, 29 years old now, is working on his Ph.D. Wow. He met his wife at Bethel, our church wow. that we originally um, had had been going to since we had moved here at a Every Nation College campus. Mm-hmm. And he worked four, four jobs. Um, I didn't pay not one dime for his college education. Wow. He is so oh, responsible, so on fire for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... I don't even like talking to him because he is just all God. Like, we don't even get to talk about pizza. It's just all God. I mean, he will throw scriptures on you. And I mean, he just did a 180. And the man that he is today was not the man that that he was when we had asked him to leave our home. And so that journey was just incredible. And so um, it's still not over. Um, he is going to wait until he gets that PhD to step foot back on that football uh, field, and wow. he'll be a coach for the NFL. Wow. So he's teaching right, right now yeah. special Come special on. education, and um, Aaron was the best man at his wedding, and wow. so yeah, there. Um, yeah, that's my my side of the story. I love that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's so bad. I, oh no, I got chills after that. That was mm-hmm. awesome. I love hearing about that. Yeah. I love oh, hearing about y'all family. Side note, and he paid for his entire wedding. Did he really? He Come did. On, and coordinated it. <laughs> coordinated it. I felt offended. I felt offended for a moment because, you know, I'm thinking like this is my first time. I'm the the um mother of the, mm-hmm. the groom. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be paying for something, mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's a reception dinner or, or something and I just kept asking. He was like, "Mom, don't worry about it. I, I got it all paid wow. for." Aaron's tux. He paid for every oh, gosh. single wow thing. Wow, this brother, come on, <laughs> he did so, a good job too with wow. the whole, yeah. you know, uh, we call it the uh, after thing, the uh, reception, reception, the reception. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all the stuff, all the decorations he had picked out. I was like, "Man, go, you might he have a here. Yeah. Oh, everything." I love that. Wow, yeah. that's incredible, man. I mean, that is so cool to just hear. Um, just a man, such a such a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah. just and just watching how God is taking you guys as family and mm-hmm. and uh, and this is the honestly the, guys, this is the reason why we look up to these two, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, you know, we we both come from I guess quote unquote mm-hmm. broken homes yeah. as, as as you would call it. And man, you know, we I've lived a lot of some similar journeys that you guys have as well as McKenna. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of that some of those similarities in yeah. our in our walks. Um and man it's it's crazy, I think, to look at you guys, how you guys have entered our lives and how you guys have always been like just pace setters for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we we really look up to you guys' relationship. We really consider you guys. And, and I, I know I'm just kind of overflowing, but like, mm-hmm. seriously, y'all mm-hmm. are y'all are family. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kid you not, y'all have been there through some really hard times, mm-hmm. I think, individually in our in our and specifically in our relationship. Yeah. And y'all have just steward stewarded your relationship with us so well mm-hmm. and you've walked with us so well mm-hmm. and you've constantly led us to Christ and so mm-hmm. man I just want to say thank y'all thank y'all oh, for yeah. Yeah, thank pleasure you. man mm-hmm. yeah thank y'all for being in a relationship with us thank y'all for being on the podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you for the podcast so thanks for those yeah. tacos yeah they were good <laughs> <laughs> there's so much healing that I see that is yeah. coming mm-hmm. from this just even wow. the first two episodes that I heard I said there is just healing wow that is just gonna come from this well, y'all where can they where can they find you where can they follow you at 
Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, pretty much. Um, Ellis Pay, P-A-Y, Dues. Um, same on Facebook, even though I'm not on Facebook that much. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, and what about you, Mom Dues? Uh, Instagram, Kim Dues Official. Currently, our church is on uh, prayer and fast. So I have chosen that as my my uh sabbatical and it's yeah. been great so I don't know when I'm coming back on but <laughs> you leave me a message I promise I'll eventually get back to you but yeah hey absolutely awesome. and guys we just again thank you so much for agreeing mm-hmm. to be on this we appreciate yeah. y'all I'm glad thank to be here. you I love y'all thank you well hey guys thanks for tuning in to the learning on the job podcast you can find us on instagram at learning on the job pod that's at learning on the job pod where we'll just be posting content from awesome interviews with couples like the do's absolutely and guys if you love it uh we'd love for you to screenshot it we'd love to see that you guys are listening and here's the reason why over the last couple of weeks we have just been so uplifted mm-hmm. um by what we've seen come through literally brought to tears yeah. by some of the things that you guys are saying and what we've realized is that the more and more um that we are open and transparent with the hard stuff of our relationship and we get to be open and transparent with the hard stuff of the people who we interview relationships as mm-hmm. well that you guys are actually finding freedom off of that. Mm-hmm. And that means more to us than you could possibly imagine. So please, yeah. please, please, if you love it, share, tag, mention someone that needs to hear this. We think that this could be a resource for any and everybody, and we want it to be as mm-hmm. well. Babe, where can they find you? At McKenna underscore Hart. And you can find me at Christoph Hart. And if you really love the podcast, make sure that you subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to it on. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Learning on the Job podcast.